podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to No Tracers. My name is Kay Inagonio, otherwise known as No.Tracers on Instagram or just the letter K on YouTube. So before we get into this podcast, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to listen to the podcast and look at my guests' photos, head to the Just the Letter K YouTube channel and you can actually watch like a slideshow version with the audio underneath so you can get to know my guest a little bit more. That's just something I got to let you guys know right up front if you want to see these photos and listen to the episode. Otherwise, you're here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor or wherever you're listening to the show. Thank you for listening. If you are on Apple Podcasts or if you do have an iTunes account, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback on this show. It helps us grow in the iTunes charts under the Society and Culture section and it helps more people just like you that love urban exploring find this podcast please give it a share for me but yeah if you do leave a rating and feedback i will actually send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that i have explored and i'm actually sending one out today to somebody that recently left some feedback on the show so thank you so much to joanna lung on instagram for leaving a rating and feedback on the podcast it is absolutely amazing and vital to keeping this show going and keeping us growing it means a lot to me so thank you guys for doing that i'm pretty sure we're at five stars and we've been at five stars for quite a while and have a pretty good amount of feedback which is super rad so thank you guys for that i really appreciate it so just to read like one piece of feedback real real quick uh so joanna lung said great podcast i'm really into urbex and love that this podcast brings the community closer together it's great to hear the stories and tips that everyone shares super entertaining so thank you so much joanna for doing that we have 38 ratings and we've got tons of feedback on there which is super cool so thank you guys for doing that i really appreciate it So this week, my guest is Mio Teriyaki on Instagram. Go give her a follow. Check out her stuff. Super cool photos. And I'm super grateful to have her on all the way from Germany. Hey, we had two Germans come on in a row. I think that's super freaking cool. So if you guys want to uh, check her out, go check out her stuff. She explores with her dog, which I think is super cool. We haven't had a guest that does that on the show yet. So this is a, a new one for me to talk about exploring with a dog. So this should be super interesting. Before we get into it, a couple couple more things I would just want to let you guys know about. First of all, I do have a photography book about urban exploring out. I also have a uh, Urbex duffel bag, which says leave no trace on it. If you guys want to pick that up, I also have a backpack, some other things. Head to notracers.com or you can go to just the letter k.com slash shop and you can check out that stuff over there. Thank you for supporting the podcast in that way. If you guys want to uh, send a donation or leave a tip, I also have my PayPal. I have my Venmo. I have all my stuff in the description. If you guys want to hook it up with a tip, appreciate that. It, it you know helps me to uh, travel to other places. I also have a Patreon. So if you guys want to join the Patreon and support monthly, uh, you get early access to all of my content, which is super rad. So... The last thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner here on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death Water, well, get ready. I've got an ad for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint. 
Liquid death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of liquid death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death. Murder your thirst. So yeah, go to liquiddeath.com slash just the letter K. There's a link down in the description. You can click on that link. It'll take you straight there. Get a case of water, get 50 cases of water, however much water you want to drink, and get a set of koozies, and then use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. Thank you guys so much for supporting me through Liquid Death. And uh, without further ado, Mio Teriyaki, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. All right, so my name is Katarina. I'm from Berlin, and I'm Arabic-sing with my dog, Mio, Mio Teriyaki, since almost 12 years now. Wow. So what got you into exploring in the first place? What made you like become addicted to urban exploring? To be honest, it's um, really hard to tell because I think um, it already started when I was a kid, and um, I always went on adventures with my parents we we were visiting like castles and um, all that stuff where there is a lot in in germany and um i think it started there already but um this morbid um love for abandoned places um it it was really strong or it it became really strong when i first went to a lung clinic here a pretty famous lung clinic here uh, close to berlin and that's where it all started and i loved the history behind it and this beautiful really beautiful buildings um i also i also studied cultural history so um I, I was always fascinated by stories about the past, <laughs> old buildings, old stones. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the history is like one of the main reasons I think a lot of us do this. We we love looking into the past and the fact that we get to go to these places and, and almost step into the past. I think that's very special and that makes this such a unique hobby that, that we do and that we love. Um, so take me more into that that first exploration. Tell me like what you experienced and, and why you why you wanted to like continue doing it after that. Because, you know, some people will do one exploration and be like, oh, I'm good. This isn't for me. But for you, I mean, you said you've been doing it for 12 years. So take me into that very first exploration and, and what it was like and what you experienced. Yeah, it was actually with my parents um, and my dog. And I don't know how we how we get there or why we get there in, in this uh, lung clinic which almost every explorer knows <laughs> um, and which is now almost like Disneyland. Um, and we, we went there and it was like in, in 12 years ago, it was really different to how it is now, to how the place is now. And um, you, you could almost feel what the people um, went through there it it had so much history in it and the atmosphere was the energy the atmosphere was so breathtaking and my mom and me we we love to go um through all the rooms and imagine stories behind every room and what happened there who 
who lived there, who was there. And um, yeah, and then we, we dig deeper um, after, after we went there and went there a couple more times and found out, oh, there are more places like that. So we, we um, have to hunt them. And um, what, what's also a part of it probably um, is the thrill behind it. You know, it's forbidden. And to do something that is not allowed um, is, is always a special um, a special thing for me. It's always, I always love to do forbidden stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a mixture. Yeah. It's a mixture of research, um, the, for, that, that it's forbidden and then really go there and feel the energy there. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very diverse hobby, I would say. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that that energy is something that I talk about a lot on this show. You know, I think that there's a lot of different types of energy when you go into these places, but it yeah. kind of like lingers, you know, it, it's a, in the air, like you get, it's tangible, you can feel it. And I think that's so special yeah. and it's something unique to yeah. only abandoned places, you know, like you don't go to like a modern museum and feel like the energy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Totally. That's, that's also something, um, what I really like about those old abandoned buildings. I mean, there are some abandoned buildings that, that are pretty modern and new and the decay is not, um, not there yet. And that's not what I'm really interested in. Yeah. I mean, it's cool if there is a restaurant, which is completely packed with all the stuff and they just left, mm. but it's not the same for me. I, I agree. love those old buildings. I completely agree. So for you, when did photography come into your life? When did you start taking photos and start documenting these abandoned places? That's actually a hard topic for me because I'm, I'm not a big photographer myself. Um, I started with, I think it was a Nokia phone. Um, <laughs> I started taking pictures of my dog because my dog is like... I mean, there, there is no other motive for me as my dog, <laughs> to be honest. And my dad is um, really into photography for a long time. He's an architect and also does really great pictures. Um, and yeah, I, I took pictures for the last 11 years with my iPhone. And last, last year on Christmas, my dad gave me a camera and told me, okay, now it has to stop. You need to, you need to take proper pictures with a proper camera. But to be honest, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not interested in how, how it all works. Um, I just want the camera to take a good picture, a good shot, but I don't, I really don't want to understand why it's happening. I see. It's so sad. <laughs> it's really, really sad. And I'm a little embarrassed of it, but it is how it is. I can't, it's not possible to know everything and to be interested in everything, sure. but good thing it turns out. And it's pretty easy to take those HDR pictures yeah. without you knowing a thing about photography. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Also, sorry for the ambulance that's driving by right now, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I think, I think, you know, not everybody has to be like into photography you know it, it, even to do like no. urban exploring i think it's it's more i mean it's a hobby at the end of the day you know and i mean i i am a yeah. full-time freelance videographer and photographer so i get paid to do it but i mean 
I don't think that everybody has to like be a professional photographer to be an urban explorer. You know, it's True. just it's just like something that comes with it, so that you can like document it and and keep that like for yourself. You know, so I think also, you know, also it, yeah. Also, I got the feeling my my pictures, or I like my pictures better my my iPhone pictures mm-hmm. because they had more. It wasn't this professional um, pick. It was it had more atmosphere. Yeah. And I knew how to do it. And with a real proper camera, I just don't have the skills, the added skills to make it, to, to, to create this, this beautiful dark atmosphere. Mm. So it's, um, I think um, taking pictures with a proper camera is a lot about editing. And yeah. I'm not good in Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever. I have my, a few apps on my phone and then I, added the pictures on my phone so it's uh, funny because i i have an exhibition um soon somebody somebody crazy asked me if i want to exhibit my pictures and i was like yeah sure um of course let's do it um but it's really hard to to print those camera pics uh, those those iphone pics Mm in a big big size right. it's just not possible right. so i had to take a few more pictures with my with my new camera and it turned out very well but i'm not that happy to be honest sure yeah uh where where's the exhibition <laughs> gonna be at it's in italy um oh. in italy in an yeah in, in a binary they they have um like this art exhibitions every now and then Wow. And yeah, I'm really honored. I'm really, really happy about that. But it feels so, I feel like I'm like an imposter. <laughs> you have a little bit of the imposter syndrome going on, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I get it. You know, like, I, and going back to like the, the printing your workout, pr- printing out your photos, I think that that's like the one thing I could say is like for people that are like, should I get a a proper like professional camera? Like if you want to print your photos out, then definitely go that route. Cause like you just said, the iPhone photos, you can only do so much with those. Like the cameras are great on those phones, but they're just not print worthy, like print quality, like a, like a pro camera is. So it's cool that you learned that, you know, and you like took that away from it. So, I mean, you're, you're taking the steps, you know, and the fact that you've been invited out to an exhibition is, is huge. Not a lot of photographers, especially urban exploration photographers get that opportunity. Like I remember my first art show, like my first exhibition, like I had like all, all these like urbex photos and, and it was like the most, I think the most unique photography that they had there just because like there's a million photos of the ocean and trees and whatever, but yeah. like not that much of abandoned places. So I think that it's really, really cool that you're getting to do that. So definitely like I, I get the imposter syndrome thing, but like it's definitely yeah. really, really cool that you're getting to do that. So, I mean, yeah, take true. it with a grain of salt. And they know, want to sell. They want to sell the pictures. That's mm-hmm. even. That's even more crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, are you sure? Who buys them? Okay. All hey, right. obviously yeah, somebody sees. <laughs> obviously somebody sees value in in your photography. So I mean, that's awesome. So like a huge congratulations for that. And you know, if if people want to go to that art exhibition in Italy, like I hope that they, you know, reach out to you for tickets or whatever. Uh, but moving yeah, on it's for from free probably yeah oh yeah really <laughs> yeah it's um it's close to um milan uh turin 
quinoa. So many explorers are in, in Italy right now. So if you are there, go there and look at my pictures. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Have you ever like been hurt on an explore? Um, yeah, not, not a really bad injury. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm always pretty careful because I have my dog with me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't want him to get hurt, but <laughs> one time, um, it was at an abandoned hotel in the middle of a city and I had to crawl into a, or climb into a window. And first I threw my dog through this window <laughs> and he was inside. And then I was like, oh shit, I have to uh, go in there too. And my dog is in there now, but it was too high for me to climb. I just uh, recognized that after I already threw him in. So I climbed up, I gave everything and um, I cut my my knee or my leg. I cut it open when I was climbing up, um, but I didn't feel it right away. I was inside um, of the hotel, and you know the adrenaline. Mm. You don't feel anything. I was just I was just happy. I have my dog, and he's not trapped in there without me. Right. Um, and yeah, then I was taking pictures, and I felt something on my leg, and I was like, "Oh no, a spider! Or what is it?" <laughs> and I looked down, but it was blood uh, dripping down my down my leg, and it wasn't. I mean, I didn't lose a leg, right? But um, <laughs> it, was, it was it was pretty it was pretty deep, and um, yeah, it, I, I I thought it's funny because I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how, how, how much adrenaline I had in me. But, um, after, uh, other than that, um, I mean the usual stuff, right? Sure. You always have those urbex legs when you are somewhere <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you always, I mean, I never have nice fingernails only because of urbexing. Right. That, um, no, I never hurt myself. Also, Mio, um, Mio never hurt himself That's because good. we are really, really careful. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, and then I, I know that you like, so you have your dog with you. Like, what's the, what's the scariest situation you guys have been in together? Like, and this could be, I don't know if you believe in like paranormal stuff, like some yeah. urban explorers do, some don't, but, um, like what was your scariest exploration with him? Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in, in ghosts, sure. but I have a scary ghost story, <laughs> even though I don't believe okay. in it. Um, it's, it's, it's two stories in one. Um, I love asylums. I really, really love abandoned asylums. And um, most of the time I explore by myself. I only have my dog with me. So um, when I was in Italy for the first time by myself, um, I had to... Um, I knew in, in one asylum there is a really, really beautiful room and I wanted to take a picture of this room. So in order to get there, I had to go through the basement and in the basement there were like cells um, and on the wall of the cells, it was pitch black dark in there and on the walls in the cells there were like um, with scratched scratched pictures with i don't know fingernails or something from the inmates who've been in there before and it was some scary scary shit like uh horror visions on the walls this was really 
really bad and it was i think my second location i did all by myself and i'm scared of the dark so this was pretty scary but um the other the other story was in, asi in an asylum too and it was my second try to get in there the first try didn't work out because there were so many people outside it's um partly active and um but i made it on the on the um second on the second day and Mio and me, we went in there, and r right now I felt like somebody is choking me, um, and I had no no air, nothing. And it, Mio also, Mio was really scared, and usually when he's scared, I listen to him, because his intuition is, of course, a, a lot better than mine. And I don't know if it was because I was scared or because he was scared, and we both... Um, infected each other but um, I knew I had to to go through the a, a long way through the um, modern part of the building to get to the old part of the building and I heard so many stories about this asylum it was one of the most brutal asylums um, in in th those times when it was when it was still open and they had sticks long sticks to hit the inmates wow. with those sticks. And I saw the sticks there. Wow. And so, yeah, and I, I had no, I had no air anymore. I couldn't breathe anymore. And it was, it was so weird. And I felt like I wasn't welcome there. I, as I said, I don't believe in ghosts, but sometimes the energy is not very welcomey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I sat down there and thought, okay, maybe just reacclimate a little, wait like 10 minutes. But there was no way for me and me to cool down. So we left and I never went there again. I really want, I re still really want to do it, but not by myself. <laughs> the third time won't be by myself. Right. It was horrible. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. You know, like I, I hear similar stories like that all the time and you know, I've been into my fair share. Asylums are my favorite places to explore. They're, they're yeah. number one for me is, is asylums just because of, you know, the history, the, the energy surrounding those places is so powerful. Like, yeah. like we were, we were just talking about and you know, I, I've felt, uh, similar feelings maybe not like the choking specifically but you know i felt like that energy kind of like surround me and and it's like i call it the darkness because like i don't have any other yeah. way of explaining it and you know i think it's only something that urban explorers have experienced i don't think normal people have experienced the darkness i think it's a very uh specific to urban explorers that like once you've experienced yeah, that true. you know that feeling forever it's the thing that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up like it's crazy True. but sometimes i think is it uh, because i knew so many th stories about the place so many h bad stories mm -hmm. that maybe um my subconscious um tricked me sure into into this um this fear if i if i hadn't know anything about this place maybe it wouldn't have been so scary right yeah I, it um, could be your mind playing tricks on you like you said that's definitely yeah. a possibility yeah and then, yeah. uh, so why, why do you explore by yourself? Like what makes you want to do this alone? You know, a lot of people are like, I have to go with a group of people or whatever, but like some people just like to go solo. Like what, what is it about exploring? I mean, you have your dog with you, but like, what is it about exploring that makes you want to do it by yourself? 
Yeah. Um, actually, at the beginning, I didn't even think about it. It just started because I have so much time and other people don't. <laughs> so um, I can go whenever and um, other people don't. And my parents um, started it with me and they have to work during the week. I'm self-employed, so I can... I can drive to Italy or somewhere else whenever I want to and stay there for a couple of months, but find somebody who wants to join or who can join you for, for such a long time. Also, my boyfriends were not really into, into Arabic sing. Mm -hmm. So I always had to, to, um, force them to come. And that's not, I mean, then stay, stay where you are, but leave me alone and let me do my stuff. And also it's, it's kind of, um, it's meditating for me, um, to, to go by myself and all your senses are so much, um, more open when you are by yourself than when you are with a group of people. And, um, you can, you can feel those locations so much better when you are alone. Mm. Um, I, I just came back from Italy last week and. Um, I was there with my parents for two weeks, exploring two weeks and one week with um, Absinthe of Time um, and Moody from Greece and from France. And I really enjoyed going Arabic-sing with other people, but it's so much, it's, it's such a difference to go by yourself. And um, though all those emotions you have when you are in there are really a lot to, to take, I think. And I, I like to be by myself after exploring and during exploring just because I, I want to feel it. I want to feel the, the adventure more. Does it, does it make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I totally understand what you're saying about like, uh, your senses are more open when you're by yourself. And I think that's like a, a survival thing, you know, it's like an instinct. Yeah to be like that. And yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because the times I have explored by myself, I'm definitely more aware of everything in the building. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, for you, what, what has been your favorite exploration? Wow. That's really, really hard to tell my, um, because it's there, there are different categories of, of favorite. Um, and most of the time, the last cool one I did is my new favorite. <laughs> um, but I think the one which is which has the biggest place in my heart is um, one of the lung clinics, the one of the first um, locations I did um, when I started. And I think, yeah, I think it's it's one of them. Um, only because it was so new and it's it's really big it's it was really beautiful and after that it took a long time to find something which is that special mm. but um another favorite yeah I, I have a favorite villa um or i had a favorite villa in in italy um which was there there was so much stuff in it and it belonged to two scientists to a couple wow. a scientist couple and um there there was even a tuberculosis medicine in in the glass bottle um from 1915 or something 
and um, all their diaries and lots of stuff. I really, really enjoyed being there and going through all the stuff. But the sad thing about it, I came back, I revisited um, it, I don't know, was it a year later? I think it was a year later. And it was completely trashed. Um, And it, it... really i mean there was a really big youtuber there before before so sometimes that stuff um makes it a little quicker yeah um but yeah it was it was really really sad so i think i decided um i don't want to go to to those kind of locations twice because Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart every time yeah and you know it's i think uh one of the topics I have on this show is about social media and like the urbex community. And, you know, it, a lot of people say that it used to be really tight knit and really like special. And now people are using it to find and vandalize and destroy places. And we have a water park out here in California that, you know, everybody knows about it, you know, so I don't mind talking about it, but I go back there frequently and every time I go, it gets worse and worse and worse. And, you know, recently, the most recent time I went, they like burned down one of the buildings. And so I'm like, I don't even want to go back there anymore just because it's, it's like you said, it's heartbreaking. It's like gut wrenching yeah. to see these beautiful places that we love to explore and take photos of just falling apart and getting destroyed by stupid people doing stupid things just for, for no yeah. reason. Like there's no reason to do that, you know, and it, it, it really puts a, a bad taste in my mouth with like the urbex community when it comes to like Same. that kind of stuff. So, um, but you know, the, the good thing about, or I guess a positive thing about social media is I've been able to meet so many incredible people and, you know, uh, network with like other photographers. And, you know, I recently was traveling to another state and a friend of mine, big banks, he, he's like super popular right now. He's like, and I think he just went to like, Denmark or somewhere to explore but um he hit me up he was like hey I like I'm in town like we should meet up you know and so it's cool to to have social media to to be able to meet up with other people and and that thing so uh for you I mean I didn't didn't even know I didn't even know about um that that urbexing is a thing or (laughs) that it that there is a community um till I I saw it on on Instagram. I did it like I don't know eight years without knowing that there are other people who do that too. So um, yeah, it, and actually, of course, I find my locations and do the research um, with Instagram and social media too. So it's it's um, two sides of a coin. Exactly. There's pros and cons to everything, and you know, social media is no different to that. So for you, do you have any, uh, bucket list items, like goal places that you want to explore that you haven't been to yet? Yeah. Um, I, I really do. And most of them are far away, but I can't go till my dog is gone because, um, he's, he's so old. I can't fly with him. And, um, I, I only can go by car everywhere. So I really want to go. It's so cheesy. And I know some people will, will say, is it, it's not really urbexing. It's Chernobyl. I really want to go to Chernobyl. I mean, um, same. Fukushima. <laughs> yeah. But it's not really, I mean, it's, it's like a amusement. It's like a tourist, now, tourist destination now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And also Fukushima. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I really want to go to Japan now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Japan must be so nice. And yeah, um, 
it's it's not it's not it's not exactly um locations but places where we really want to go definitely yeah i mean japan's got like so much stuff there battleship island like there's so many cool yeah. things out there that i also would love to go see and you know i i'm lucky enough to uh so i i'm a photographer like i said and i tour with bands yeah. so i met a band from japan and they were like you should come out to japan and tour with us and i was like can we nice. go can we go exploring like I, if i'm gonna go out there i gotta do everything possible you know so hopefully i was supposed to go last year but obviously covid you know so that kind of screwed it yeah. up but hopefully next year i'll be able to go out to japan and and explore a little bit that would be super cool but we'll yeah see. do it there are some um there are two no there's one guy from from United States living there and explore our ghost. Um, his name is ghost. He lives in Japan. So hit him up. He can probably help you. Yeah, that would be Ooh, awesome. Hi. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'll have you uh, connect us after this, but, um, so if you could live in one abandoned place that you've explored before <laughs> for an entire week, like comfortably, you know, nobody's going to kick you out or anything. Nobody will show up. Like which place would it be? Um, yeah, probably a, a palazzo with lots of nice beds in there <laughs> and mirrors. I, I was in one um, a few weeks ago, but it's pretty trashed. I think I, I would need a toilet. <laughs> Toilets are shitty there. Um, yeah, but probably probably a castle or, or a villa, yeah. a nice palazzo, something like that. Not in this asylum. I, I never. <laughs> I, I <don't. laughs> no, no, and not in a factory or stuff like that. Sure. No, in a in a nice villa with with beautiful paintings on the ceiling, mm -hmm. and I would sleep in another in a different room every night in a beautiful beautiful bed. Yeah. Oh, I love that. With lots of lots of creepy animals, probably. But yeah, <laughs> it's okay as long as there's no creepy there are some people. people who do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true, <laughs> true. I mean, I I slept I slept next to a to a, a bando one time, and we were in there in the during the night, but not in a bando. That's um, uh, yeah. Also, not by myself. Do I have to stay there a week all by myself? No. I mean, you could take somebody with you. I think. <laughs> Okay, then, um, yeah, still Villa. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. And then uh, my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Hmm. Good question. Um, wear proper shoes and always uh, take water with you. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what you think, how how um, shitty the location will be. And it, even if we think, oh, it, it's going to be a really quick um, explore. No, most of the time it's not. And do you, then you are standing there without water. That's stupid. And also never lose your keys in oh the bando because that happened twice to me. Oh my my <laughs> this and, and another thing is... Um, always tell somebody where you go yeah and another thing don't think the door the front door is not open and find <laughs> the difficult way <laughs> and then find out oh the front door is open and all that scratches on your legs yep. are for nothing because you could have just walked in oh my god always try that first yep i have <laughs> i have such a like 
some like a, an experience with that you know i went to this abandoned elementary school and it was like four floors had a basement and you know we had to like crawl through the basement to get in and then we get to like the main <laughs> level the front doors there's no door on the door frame it's just wide open and i was like why didn't we even check <laughs> <laughs> yeah same there are lots of lots of stories like that yep <laughs> amazing so thank you so much for coming on the show if people want to keep following your journey please uh, tell them your social media one more time so they can give you a follow and, and keep watching what you do. It's Mio Teriyaki, M-I-O, Teriyaki like the food. Um, yeah, on Instagram. We are not very active on Facebook. All right, guys, that was my episode with Mio Teriyaki. Go give her a follow on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you would like to come on the show, I would love to have you. All you got to do is reach out to me at no.tracers on Instagram or no.tracers on TikTok, and we'll get you on the schedule. I would love to do more of these. I love this show. It's my favorite thing to do, and I appreciate you listening. If you liked the show and you're new, please hit the subscribe button. If you're a veteran listener, if you've been listening to a couple episodes now and you kind of have an idea of what the show runs like, please leave a rating and feedback on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow in the iTunes charts, helps more people find us that are listeners just like you. And I want to know where you listen to the podcast. Is it while you're in a bando, while you're on the way to the bando? I've heard a lot of people listen to these when they're driving out to bandos, and I think that's so fucking cool. So let me know where you guys listen on the No Tracers Instagram. Send me a DM, and I would love to hear some of your stories. So let's let's keep the conversation going over there. If you guys enjoyed this, like I said, hit the subscribe button. If you want to support me further, there are many ways to do so. There are lots of links down in the description to gear items that I recommend for urban exploring if you want to pick something up i also have a book i have a duffel bag i have backpacks i have all kinds of stuff that you can support me by getting at notracers.com or just the letter k.com slash shop those are my two websites where you can find my gear thank you guys i'll talk to you next week for another episode of no tracers stay strong keep enduring go out go explore something and remember leave no trace